I'm here with my coworker Ellie Shelfer from 2020, and we will be interviewing George Russell from the Industrial Revolution about his life as a worker in America. He will be informing us of his hard experiences in life as a worker. Now, first things first, George, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? That's great. Okay, we're going to start off with an easy question. How did industrialization develop into such a booming economic boost? Well, between 1865 and 1900 here in America, over 12 million people came to America from places like Germany, Ireland, and Britain. Between 1870 and 1910, iron and steel workers increased by over 1,200% to 326,000 workers. This created even more jobs, just like driving horses and wagons to deliver goods, as well as hundreds and millions of jobs in factories. With the economy, the way it was, millions of workers came to America to be employed because the opportunities for jobs was there and is still currently here. What kind of struggles are workers going through right now in America? Well, the average factory work week is 60 hours, six days a week, which if you can do math, accumulates to 10 hours a day. Steel mill workers work 12 hours a day and seven days a week with no paid breaks and sometimes even no breaks given at all. Um, it's very difficult for workers to survive, especially just doing repetitive tasks like they do. There's also no benefits currently for anybody getting injured on their job. Um, so if somebody gets injured and they can't work, well, they have no pay. And as of 1913, which was one year ago, 700,000 Americans have been injured at their job with 25,000 dead on the job. Many of these factory workers are doing the same job all day long without interacting with coworkers or not interacting much at all with coworkers. It's terrible. What kind of payment are these workers receiving exactly? I do, I agree it is terrible and the payment's even worse. Workers are getting about 20 cents an hour which <sighs> accumulates to almost $600 a year and women and children are paid even less than that. What are the payments like for workers and their families at home? Well, it's very bad for families at home, and it's very difficult for them to be able to pay for day-to-day -day needs like clothing and shelter, and these salaries led to around 20% of the urban population in poverty. Um, so the money these workers made showed that life was too expensive for that wage. Um, many of these families lived in cramped tenements with awful living conditions like lack of plumbing or proper sanitation, and this um, meant that more children were gonna be hired um, to work because their families needed the money and even though they were paid so cheaply they could use every cent that they earned um, and these children were also for the company cheaper to hire and they were still able to do the same tasks that many men were yet they also knew they wouldn't riot against them. So I see you touched on, wait do you need a water or anything before we continue? Oh, okay thank you. Alright. So you touched on lack of payment rights but what dangers are these workers facing? Well, there was a great book released and a few years ago Not by boy. Upton Sinclair called The Jungle. And in it, he just talks about the, he focuses on the meatpacking industry in Chicago. And I myself am a steel worker, but I still see a lot of these day-to-day -day things in terms of the harm that workers go through. But then he talks about the meatpacking industry in Chicago and examples he gave were wool, pluck, wool pluckers that had to paint the wool um, of these sheep with acid in order to cut them and the acid would get on their hands and the acid would literally just eat their hands. Um, stamping machine workers um, often have their hands cut off just from the 
chopping that they had to do with the knives they had. Beef luggers had to carry 200 pound quarters to the refrigerators and that day started at four in the morning, which is incredibly early and they worked very late at night. And then in places like the chilling room at these factories, um, disease called rheumatism spread quickly and obviously many workers got hurt from that. So while that doesn't affect me in the steel mills that just goes gives you an idea of the harm that workers have and with no benefits of getting injured it's really difficult to work because of these awful issues what kind of reactions did the workers have well there are many there are and still and there were many protests and strikes as um there were just no rights for workers and many railroad strikes occurred where Railroad, railroad workers who didn't feel like they were getting paid because often they had pay cuts for the work they were doing um, would just stop the, would just stand in line on the railroad just so trains couldn't pass or they would um, vandalize the railroads. And so a good example of this, of this was in Pittsburgh on July 19, 1877 when militiamen were called to protect the railroad resulting in 20 deaths in a day of rioting and looting because of the protesters blocking the train tracks. And many of these type of strikes against railroads continued in states like Illinois and Maryland. Um, another example is the Haymarket riot, which occurred at Haymarket Square in Chicago. Um, and during the protest from an eight hour workday, a protester was killed resulting in a protest later that night that was peaceful until police arrived armed. And when a protester threw a bomb that killed four police officers, the seven men who spoke at the protest were sentenced to death despite no evidence they did anything, showing again at this time workers were not looked at well and had no respect. Um, so those are just kind of the day-to-day -day operations of working in the factory and just a look at how tough the life is for us and millions of Americans. Thank you so much, Co. Thank you all. That was really fun.